get hype. I'm gonna, I'll start. Three, two, one. Oh, is that my cue? Three, two, one. What is up, guys? It's your boy Peyton and Dylan up hey. here on <coughs> Put <Work> <coughs> Podcast. What we got going on today, bud? Well, you heard. We heard. You know, I'm still recovering. I lost my voice Sunday night. Rest in peace, Morgan Wallen. Rest in peace. Country outrage, bro. bro. People trying to sue him. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Knowing he probably has insurance <laughs> for that. It's probably not his first canceled show. And it probably won't be his last. So if you are not up to date, we are, we live right outside. We, she asked me where I was from. I said, somewhere you've never been to, a little town outside of Oxford. So, wait, that's not the lyrics. That's our lyrics. We live right. Yeah, that's that's right, the version that I wrote. Yeah, that, we live right outside of Oxford. Morgan Wallen comes to town for the first time. I'm not at sure the we, vault. We, we drive by some pine trees, not really dogwood yeah. trees. Magnolia tree, Mississippi. They got one in Oxford. I saw it at the Vault Stadium, Vault Vault Hemingway Stadium. Uh, yeah, so it's the first Vault concert, is. the first concerts at the stadium at Ole Miss, and he, he sells. He like basically sells it out two nights in a row. You spoiled it, bro. First <laughs> night, it was such a good show. Like everybody's talking good. So I found I convinced Abby and myself that we could. Just, all right, we let's just go. The tickets aren't that bad. At first, everybody was like, bro, the tickets are like hundreds of dollars a piece, but they were only like $80, which is, is probably a lot, but when you compare it to 300 it's not that much. So I talked her into going, took her little brother, sit through all the openers, spent $100 on food, and literally five minutes before he comes out, they cancel his show because he lost his voice. And the next day, I woke up with no voice. So At least you, at least you got to hear Ernest. Yeah, I was just doing flower shops. I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the only he one I know. Does a, he did. Uh, he wrote somebody's problem. He sang that. I'm working Wallen, and then he sang flower shops, and he sang uh, "Son of a Sinner." He wrote that, apparently, and I saw Hardy, uh, which not really a Hardy fan. I haven't yeah, really listened to his music, but he's pretty. He's pretty live. He does like all kinds of different genres. <clears throat> but he wrote a lot of music too. So big songs. They were both mainly songwriters till lately. They're kind of breaking out. Yeah, that's what I did this weekend. And I've been sick for the past two weeks. So my running program to peak for double decker, which is this Saturday, kind of derailed. So Trevor is going to take the lead this month. He's already beat me by like ten miles. Yeah, I don't I, know how. I, if I had hit all my my mileage, I would beat him by like half a mile. But I haven't ran for like once this past two weeks. I'm not sure how in the world I'm supposed to do that run because every day I've gotten home this week, I've just like been too tired to do anything. Yeah, so you started the night shift. Yeah. Do you uh? I th- didn't you say you were like gonna? I don't remember what you said you were going to do. You're just going to go off, get off early? Yeah, I'm leaving at 5 that morning. 
bit. Take some explosives. C4. Double C4. Yeah. Imagine that, dude, drinking C4 at 8.30 at night. Trevor, we're coming for you, bro. I've been out sick. He's going to be 24 hours into his day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a good goal, just to beat Trevor. No, we're going to run our own race. I think sub one hour is going to be... Originally, I th I was shooting for like sub 55. I hit 56 earlier this year in this training cycle. It was like 56.20. And that was on a flat course. So I knew getting to 55 was going to be tough. I have to literally hit all my training perfectly. And the last two weeks have derailed. So I th I'm, I'm going to... Uh, if I get sub hour, which I think is doable... I'll be happy because it's a hard course too. It's like all hills. It literally took us seven miles to finish it after we, we ran extra. And then it cheated because it gave y'all like 0.1 extra miles over me. So I only got to run seven miles and then y'all ran 7.1. That sucks, bro. So what's your new watch? You've been uh kind of unpredictable fitness wise lately. But you've been on it. Been I, I feel like have you been have you been working out since you got the new job? I've like switched your schedule. Yeah, I didn't work out today, but I worked out yesterday and Monday and Thursday rest day. Did I work out Sunday? <laughs> All the days, like when you say a certain day, it's like a different day for me. Yeah, well, I just do it in the afternoon now instead of in the morning. We're gonna have to when we say we want to do something a certain day. We're gonna have to say the time, a.m. p.m. Because usually when we say we want to do something like at the gym or work out, we automatically mean like five in the morning. Yeah, but I'd be twelve hours later now. So yeah, my Monday doesn't start at three in the morning. It starts in three of the afternoon. So if we have anybody that's listening, that. Works night shift. Give this boy some... I feel like everybody that works night shift is just hanging on by a thread. Life is falling apart. Like, it's hard. Especially if you have to... A lot of people get caught up in, like... When they're working, they're working their schedule. But the days they're off, they switch back. Because they want to be social. I don't, think that, the, I don't think you'll have a problem with that. You want to know what the hardest part so far is? The drive home. Bro, yes. I've ran off the road like three times every night that I've driven home. That's the hardest part too, because you want to go to bed, so you can't like caffeinate. And like I was on the like on my road, so I was like a minute to get to my house and I was straight up in the ditch on the way home the other night. I don't know if I ever told that story. <coughs> but one night I used to work at uh Logan's Roadhouse in Tupelo. And we'd, we'd get off at 11 on uh, the weekends. And it'd take like two hours to clean everything up, especially if it's busy. Roll silverware, counter money, whatever. So it'd be like 1 o'clock getting off. And then we'd all go out to IHOP across the street, eat a whole bunch of carbs. And that usually took like two hours <laughs> because they were just so slow. And so about that time, it's like 2.30 and 3 in the morning. I'm like sugar high, like foggy like stayed up all night worked all night 
full of chicken and waffles and headed to the house an hour drive. So this one night we leave IHOP and I had like when I what I ate that night was like this strawberry cheesecake pancake or something. It was so good. <coughs> and I'm sitting here struggling the whole ride home. Like and it's like the whole time. And then I'm pulling up in the my mom's driveway. I live with my mom at this time. I pulled up in her driveway. She lives on a hill. It kind of goes like, it's kind of like your house. It's like a hill and then it's just flat and you, that's where you park. So I'm going up this hill and right as I crest the hill, I literally fall straight asleep. Like literally at the finish line, fall dead asleep and wake up like three seconds later, slam on the brakes, life flash before the eyes and my cheesecake waffles go everywhere. My cheesecake pink, whatever they were, they were delicious. And I was like, oh my God. And then I went in and went to sleep. So there have been a couple of times, like, you know, this is my first time working third. I've worked second shift a few times. I've worked second, well, a second shift at every job I've worked. But when I was working at Winchester, there were a couple of times where my sleep schedule got so bad, you know, I'd get off at 11, get home at 1130, but I wouldn't be asleep till 430 in the morning. And I'm just like, something's got to change. So I would purposely stay up until my, after my next day of work. So I would be up like 36, 40 something hours before I finally went back to sleep. And the drives home at 11 at night were tremendously difficult. I'm just. Oh, it's so hard. Back when I first started Uber and driving, you we're driving till like two, three in the morning because that's like big money time. And then usually when I get, I I literally just drive until like I'm literally falling asleep. Like if I feel like my uh, reaction times are super down, I'm like, okay, bro, I gotta quit or I'm gonna I'm like gonna kill somebody. Like <laughs> I'll see like a stop sign and it'll take me like five seconds. Okay, well, I guess I need to stop. <laughs> One time, this girl was on the phone with her roommate, and they were talking about some crazy stuff. I can't even mention it on the podcast. And I was like, literally like, what? Get up. <laughs> and like, like I dozed off and honked the horn right after she said something. And I was like, oh, I'm minding my own business. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Bro, it's terrible. I think the worst thing like that's come to me tired and driving was Jordan had a fight in Jackson, Tennessee one night. So I went and I don't, I think it was between job switches or something. I forgot what kind of schedule I was on, but I went and, uh, you know, I, all I did was stay until his fight. And of course his fight was like one of the very last ones on the card so it was like 11.30 at night before I got to leave. And this is, you know. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Now it's plenty. Okay. But the drive home, it was, keep in mind, Jackson, Tennessee is like two hours away from my house. So I'm already dead tired <coughs> at like 11 o'clock at night. Hotel. And... I didn't think about how tired I would actually be. 
and so I didn't get a hotel room. So I had to drive home for two hours, just falling asleep the entire way. You're not and the I, type to book a hotel room anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're always like, I'll just drive home. And I remember, so I'm in the left lane. I mean, I'm in the left lane, right? Why you and, look so big right here? <laughs> that shirt's tight or something. Yeah, it is. Bro, you here, look gigantic. Here's left lane. Here's right lane, right? Here's me completely off of the lanes. You can't even see me. I couldn't see the road either. It's okay. I remember that it happened like three or four times. I was just completely off the road on the left side. <laughs> was, was this the interstate? Yeah, this is, what, what is that long so road? Like the What's the wrong, long inter- highway that goes east to west when I-40. you get off to? Yeah, I-40. That's where I was. I was on I-40. And I was like, I remember one time specifically, I time it was perfectly timing. I don't know what happened, but you know, here I am asleep, right? So I'm off the road driving and like I hit a bump or something, wake up and here's a guardrail in front of me. <laughs> so I'm like, so oh, lucky, and I just, dude, I almost died, bro. I just decided I was never going to be that waking up for a couple of minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I was like, cause you ever have them things like you, you stop paying attention while driving. So you do something yeah. stupid and you're like, okay, now you're just kind of focusing up the rest you're of the like, drive oh, home. Man, I could die right now, bro. <laughs> oh, really? Like literally one night I was headed home. <laughs> <coughs> so like I was saying, I drive, I literally drive till I'm falling asleep and then head home on my 25 minute drive. Not a good uh, idea, but one night last football season, I was headed home and I'm like, struggling bro it's late and uh i see like these glow in the trees i'm like dang somebody's got a really big fire over there and then i'm driving i'm like wait a second that's huge so like i I get closer and it's like a double wide on fire so i pull off in there i'm like bro this is crazy and there's these people like banging on the doors is another uber driver had stopped he was carrying somebody home on his last ride and they're like banging on the door, like making sure nobody's home. Apparently nobody stayed there or they would just be done because that place was gone. Dang, bro. They'd be toast. It was a nice crisp night. <coughs> All right. Well, let's see what we got. What we got. All right, so good intro. Have you been? Have you been like? Have you? What'd you say? It's a good intro. Have you been keeping up with Marvel? We used to be like all into Marvel, and then you like after Miss Mar. What was it, Miss Marvel? Captain, it's the. I mean, once I watched everything, you know, I'm just waiting for the next one to come out. I think one came out though. Recently. Are we waiting on Guardians of the Galaxy now? Oh yeah, the movies are coming back out. Uh, when's Secret Invasion? Oh, Ant Man! You watched Ant Man, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I watched Ant Man. Secret Invasion, I think, is the end of the year. Guardians up next, and then That's the Marvels. May. I haven't watched the trailer for Marvels. I heard it was bad though. It was like it looked most, really cool. It was like the most disliked one on YouTube or something. But for some reason, it. people can't stand Captain Marvel. It's a decent show, decent movie, but like the trailer for this one looked really good. People just like ever since Endgame, 
nothing lived up to that because it was such a 20 year work up to end game. The hype was out of control. So every movie after that, people are expecting it to live up to that. And it's not like you're, we're never going to get a movie like that again. So everybody just, it's like nobody ever has anything good to say. And after they see them, these movies, and then I go to see the movies for myself and I'm like, that's a good movie. I like that movie. Well, Thor I, was not bad. You, I had we to go back and Thor, watch. We? Huh? We oh, saw Lo- Thor, Love and Thunder? Thunder. Yeah. It was pretty good. They definitely made the villain a little softy. Yeah, soft. I mean, if you don't read the comics, you don't know that. Yeah, I didn't read the comics, so I didn't know that. But everybody said he did, so I just listened to the majority. They're coming out with these movies, trying to live up to Endgame, which is impossible, and hitting, coming out faster than they ever have. They're popping out like two to three Marvel movies a year. Endgame sucked. (laughs) Can't even keep it straight. Ugh. Wow. Now, like, I remember when I first started watching through everything, I had to watch Captain Marvel <laughs> first, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on, so I just, like, absolutely hated that movie. But then after I finished everything, I went back and watched it again, and it's... And I'm like... Oh, and they kind of did her oh, wrong, too. Oh, that's where she's from. Because they, like, were shooting Infinity War and Endgame for her parts, like, before they even shot her movie. So her hair's weird, and, like... I don't know. Like, I don't think they did her her right, but she's, like, super powerful. So they had to, like, they couldn't nerf her because she was so powerful, so they just had to send her off the world for 30 years. So it's kind of it's kind of weird, but, like, there's the thing. All these things are happening. Where are the Avengers? They're all dead. <laughs> there's no Avengers. It's just a bunch of random heroes. It's like, uh, S oh, what? What is S? Uh, phase four. Like a lot of the movies, people seem to just not like. And I'm just like, bro, like Doc- Doctor Strange 2 was a good movie. Right? It was a good movie. Everybody was like, they're like literally going into these movies expecting Endgame every time. And like the shows are, for the most part, even better. Of course, like, there's a couple I don't like, like Miss Marvel and She Hulk. I kind of feel like shows like are better just because you have more time to work with, too. And then you get to see uh, Haley Steinfeld more often in the show than you do a movie. Because she's only in the show. Exactly. That was more of a, (laughs) like, I want to look at her more. He's crushing. (laughs) All right, bro. So are are you ready for the 10K? No, I'm just here to do it. What's your goal, bro? You going sub hour? I'm just going to do it. That's not a course you PR 10K on unless you train very sufficiently for it. It's You've just been doing all right. I haven't ran this week because it keeps raining. We ran on the treadmill last week. What's y'all's thoughts on treadmill running? Because Peyton has been a hater. I hate treadmill running. And then running. we did it like last week. We ran a 5K on the treadmill. I only did it for a... Well, you want me to wait to see if they answer? They're not going to answer. <laughs> this is not live. All right, guys. Well, speaking of lives, our t- episode 20. What do you think, man? You want to do it live? 21? No, just 20. Oh, just 20? Yes, you're on it. 
Well, we're going to do it live on It'll YouTube. It'll be the first episode of the 20s. Facebook and YouTube. Both. Well, let's do Twitch, too. I mean, if you set that up, <laughs> I could I could live stream it directly from this uh, Riverside. To what? <laughs> huh? To, uh, to what? To all Every, that. Uh, Whatever you think of. So, yeah, we're going to do that. We talked about last week, we talked about a rebrand. But uh, I think I think I want to stick with what we got, man. I like the name. Yeah, I think all we're gonna do is just Branch spice up what stuff. we talk about. We're just speaking we're talk of that, about more stuff. We're gonna get out of fitness today and get into chickens. We chickens got, and I, oh, 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 I got things that hurt chickens. <laughs> Animals. I got some chickens. I don't know if y'all can hear them. If we're quiet enough, you might can. They literally stopped, stopped chirping when I said that. They're probably getting ready to lay down. They're they're probably right now. They're like, you can probably see them. They're like in this box right here. Bro, they lay down all day. Bro, they be acting up, bro. I be thinking they're going to flip that box over. They're like this big. You should let them loosen the house and see what they do. Poop everywhere. They got loose. Riley will pick it up. Yeah, he's done that. They got loose in the house the other day, and we couldn't have that, so I had to put some (laughs) chicken wire over them. Every time I put them in the yard to just free range, Rylan likes to just. grab them. One, he grabbed, and it would not. It would not walk. Like, well, it's okay to grab them, but if you just, he doesn't, he's a little, he's still like a baby, so his grab is like the hand of God. And He hasn't updated his fine motor skills yet. Right, they were too fine. Uh, and this one chick would not, like it stayed, it wouldn't move for like half the day. I thought it was going to die. This one chick, yeah, she, uh, yeah, no mind. It was a long time. She said it was only five minutes. I have my coop built. How's it looking with the paint, bro? Looks good, bro. We finished. Well, we finished. Abby painted some. I painted some. We finished today painting. All I got to do is put the roof and the chicken wire on. And it's basically ready for some chickens. Don't forget to wrap the bottom up. With chicken wire. I said that. You got staples? Now I'm just going to set it there. <coughs> so, I'm going to pull up this post, and we'll start with this. All right, so I asked this on my Facebook page tonight. I figured it would get more, uh, but it's kind of late. And we'll see if uh, it gets more, t- uh, blows up more. But usually when I post something, asking something controversial like this, <coughs> it blows up no pun intended but i don't <laughs> think this is too controversial i just think it's oh it's very controversial. it's a discussion topic uh, in in our community probably not as much i mean down here you, in have, the a, Mississippi, you have a picture you know? of one on your hat right there i drink coffee named after an american flag for what's wrong af- with that after i guess that's pretty controversial too no, nah, not really. Not as much as you think. All right, so this is the question I ask. So I said, what are your thoughts on Christians 
I'm talking about Christians here, having guns for self-defense. And I'm going to go, if you have any thoughts on that, put that in the comments on YouTube. Spotify don't have comments, does it? Uh, It's got reviews. You don't leave it in the reviews. (laughs) Leave us a good review, though, on Apple, iTunes. Spotify. Spotify. And if you're not subscribed on YouTube, hit that button, bro. Ring the bell. All right, so Tony Bear again, local businessman. Uh, he said, so I'm, I'll say the question again. What are your thoughts on Christians having guns for self-defense? He said, buy as many as you can <laughs> or as many as you like to have. So I can see where he stands on it. Uh and then he commented again. He said the Israelites didn't possess any of the land they were promised by using spitballs. But it, did they? I guess they used guns. Did they use guns to take the promised land? I don't think so. Well, they didn't use spitballs, that's for sure. Yeah. They All used right, some weapons, I think. Weapons? Hey. All right, another guy, Justin Cook. Hey, is that my brother? He could be. He's a little <laughs> artist. He said Peter carried a sword. What does he so... draw? <laughs> His weapon. His sword. His sword. So this can kind of go to the answer of that because he said Peter carried a sword. So my guns are just the modern day equivalents of swords. So I guess. If the Israelites carried swords, if they did it today, they'd have guns. Because like, swords were the most would would I guess be considered the more lethal weapons, Modern. you know, back in the yeah. day. So what are the most I mean, lethal weapons today? Not spitballs. Atomic bombs. Okay, second most lethal. <laughs> F sixteens. Seventeenth most lethal. AR fifteens. There we go. Now we're talking. Oh, we said a dirty word. Yeah, we might have to censor my hat. Every time I wiggle around. All right, and then Luke Paget, he said, there are arguments of God will protect you if that's your fate. So people are arguing that they don't need a gun because God will protect you. And he said he thinks that that could be true in the sense that God gives you the ability ability to acquire and operate weapons for self-defense. God also provides our food, housing, and clothes, etc., by giving us the knowledge and determination to work for those things. He's saying God provides to us by giving us the ability to work, so he also provides protection by giving us the ability to protect ourselves. And he said he'll also add, we might be called to die for our faith if necessary, but not die by the hand of senseless murder. So he's saying there's a difference between being killed for your faith and being killed for your wallet. Oh, my wallet's not too big, so I'll kill me for that. Man, you never know. Imagine, bro, like they just shoot, this shoot crazy me and then they come up and grab it. It's like, oh, this dude got two bucks on him. My bad, bro. Kill you you didn't have enough. <laughs> my bad, bro. They might put your money in there and be like, here you go, bro. Yeah, you can keep the money, man. Here, take some, here's $5. I'll take your driver's license. It ain't good for nothing. 
So yeah. What are what are your thoughts? Um, I'm a, I'm a, it's I'm kinda, a... I've been back and forth because I can kind of feel what what Luke's saying is like. Would it be more Christ-like just to have no weapons and just be like, brother, I love you, man. Rob me. You know, take my life. You know, I don't know. Having kids and stuff, it kind of changes your perspective because you're like, I don't know. It's 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 something that I kind of, I live in the tension because I also follow some people that are Christians that are kind of going the opposite direction now. Uh, and I've been there and I've been kind of back and forth with it myself. So I, I feel like I'm living in the tension of, you know, be like Jesus and just let him, you know, do whatever, <laughs> I guess. But at the same time, it's like, no, bro, <laughs> you made your choice. That's what I asked, uh, <clears throat> I asked Abby what she thought about it last week. It was like, somebody robs you and you like, like, do you just like, kill these people that are like putting your life in danger if they like pull a gun on you and you have a gun and she said well basically when they robbed you they made their they made their decision for themselves so to to put their life at danger i mean that's true you never know who you're gonna roll up on you can't like you go out here robbing folks you don't know who that is bro they can you don't want to run up on a redneck in other words they don't, you might got make it back home. You just wait till they dog. leave there. Uh, take come and take it, stick her truck in the parking lot and just rob their truck full of guns. Milan Labe, huh? Milan Abe, what's it called? I gotta look it up. I ain't speaking in something that he don't even Milan know. Milan Labe, yeah, man, and come and take them. That's uh, that's kind of obvious. You have guns in your truck, sir. It's not very, not very safe. But at the same time, a lot of people just stop there. If they get guns, they're just like, "All right, brother, I'm good. I'm I'm 400 pounds, but I, I got my guns. You know, I don't know. I never shot it before." Amen, brother. Heaven, yeah. It's like, bro, you're not doing anybody any good. <coughs> Probably more dangerous. So. Um, since we're already on the topic, we might as well just say what we say what we're thinking, you know. Speak something, brother. I'm a. I consider myself an enthusiast. I don't have very many. You're enthusiastic. I'm very enthusiastic when it comes to holding a firearm in my hands and shooting at a target. You probably got one in them right now. Do you uh, sleep with your gun in your hand? No, but I do sleep with it right next to my hand. Or okay. in hands reach, arms reach, oh. whatever you want to call it. Uh, don't make uh, you say hands reach. Yeah, hands reach. I just have it on it's the a handgun, bro. It goes in your hand. No, I have it holstered when I'm sleeping. I have it in my pants. He's <coughs> <laughs> got his holster <laughs> on his boxers. <laughs> but, if uh, he stands up, they're all coming off, bro. I, I guess... I don't carry from a Christian standpoint. I carry from a, you know, because it's hard when you think about it that way. But let's say you have to use it. You know, God, the Bible clearly 
you know, determines what's murder and what's not, you know. I don't know if it's clear. No, uh, I have to go and find the verse. I don't remember it. Uh, Please find it. By heart. Uh, There's not much in the Bible that's clear. <laughs> it was written in uh, a different language. I mean, it, there's a lot that's clear in the Bible, so don't be coming after me. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, like you're saying. The Christian in me likes to fight with the American in me. So, it's a hard tension. And when you carry a gun, you're you're living with the knowledge that, you know, you you could be into somebody's life. And you got to live with that. You got to be, you got to be prepared with that ahead of time. Now, even a lot of times when I'm alone, which we're getting into stuff now, but, uh, you know, if I'm alone, I don't feel the need as much to, to carry. Cause I'm like, that's just me, you know, but if I'm out with my family and stuff, it's like, yeah, I want to have it on me cause you know, I want to protect them. And that's, that's kind of like one thing, one reason, if we get into this later, like one reason I got into fitness in the fir first place is because, you know, I was skinny and I was about to start a family. And I was like, bro, if somebody was to attack me and my family. I could not hold up. Like I'm, I'm way too weak and scrawny to defend myself, defend my family. So, you know, I, I put on 40 pounds. So, you know, I feel a lot more capable now, even just having confidence sometimes being like, man. Okay, I have a, uh, I have a verse. Okay. Exodus 22, verse 2. If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall purely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. So, of course, I'm not sure. Translate it. <laughs> that, that is the English translation. I was trying to find the... <laughs> I, I don't understand the start of verse 3. You know, what if the sun has risen you on had him? had me until the sun had risen. <laughs> I was like... I was just like... But you got to think, bro. You're quoting the Old Testament too, so like Jesus, you know, if you want to be Israelite, like get strapped, bro, or get clapped, you know what I'm saying? But Christ, like Jesus, died. He let folks kill him. So that's that's a dichotomy. That's two complete different approaches. Israel was expecting a warrior to come in on a on a stallion to come in and just take over and they got you know jesus riding on a donkey so <clears throat> i should have done this research before we started <laughs> i told you bro be ready I, I forgot i wasn't thinking but yeah but. so i'm just hoping we could provoke some people's thoughts like if you're just like all in Two way, come and take it. You eat black rifle coffee without even brewing it. You just eat the beans. Like, hopefully, I could kind of 
you know, bring you some Jesus perspective and put some more weight on this. Cause this is not something that it's not something that should be taken lightly. Cause you could buy, go buy a gun, go get you a holster, carry it all you want. And then something goes down and you end up killing three innocent people. Cause you can't shoot worth the crap or you don't think about what's behind that person. Okay. So I think, what that uh, verse three was trying to tell us is that where to go? Uh, um, verse two was telling us if it a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun is risen on him, saying pretty much simplified that. That is, in verse 2, justifiable self-defense, right? That's kind of sort of leaning towards that if it's in pure daylight (laughs) when it happens, that it's not immediately justifiable. Is what I'm getting from this, it seems. But, anyway, aside from that, there's a difference between murdering and a difference between killing and of course you know bible says thou shalt not murder and thou shalt not kill but it come it it's, it's a, a difference topic. between the person going into this school and shooting the, the school up and then the cop coming to shoot the person yeah it's a complete they different are, we don't consider what the cop did as evil but we consider what the shooter did that did as a demonic act of evil, basically. So in this, you know, you, the cop is not murdering somebody, you know. The person that went into the school is the one murdering. Therefore, the one committing this act of sin. Well, here's something to think which about, Which is another you're thing, not, you know. You're not right. going to find a word-for-word word or exact Bible verse or story, I wouldn't even suggest getting any like getting that, especially from the Old Testament. Uh, I wouldn't even suggest that because you're not going to find it's 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 this is over two thousand three thousand years ago that all that took place. So I wouldn't the even suggest that. I would just suggest reading. Yeah, I would just suggest reading the New Testament, seeing what Jesus is like. And applying that to your to your life, and what would what would God the Father do for you? He will raise you back to life. <laughs> hey man, no, but it's yeah, it's a topic, man. We're in it, but man. we're talking about pers- it. personally. I will continue doing what I do and caring in public spaces. A lot of people will just pick, you know, their opinion based off of their, how they're raised and what kind of content they watch on YouTube. And that'll be their, what they do. Uh, what I would just really want people to, to, to get out of this is just like one way or the other, just consider, consider the, uh, consider Jesus in the situation, consider, the uh, consequences of the situation. Consider 
the consequences of not carrying. You know, like I said, I I don't even know if I said I used to, but I used to every like I used to rarely carry if I was alone. But now it's like with all these shootings, mass shootings, it's like, man, if I am if I had a place and I see a mass shooting go down, I, yeah, I might can escape. But knowing I could have had my gun on me and I don't, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to live with that. And you know? that's another thing that that makes the idea of carrying that gives you like another burden that you have to think about like if you're because like anytime i'm in public like i don't go to walmart unless i have a gun on me i don't go to any like if i go to toyos hotel. i have one on me if i go to a, yeah if i go to a hotel i have been to toyos twice if i go to a place that allows firearms then i have it on me unless i have gym shorts i don't carry in gym shorts and that's something we can talk about too. You just mentioned carrying in gym shorts, which I do. I mean, I do that around the house. It's, it's gotten more and more comfortable. Like the more you do it at first, it's like, bro, this is, how do people do this? <laughs> and then eventually you're just like doing it so nonchalantly, like whatever. It'll be harder <laughs> to draw your weapon. I think <coughs> if you're carrying come in out gym shorts, cause you don't have, yeah, cause you don't have, <laughs> you have to hold your holster in place. Yeah, but yeah, that the burden. What I was getting at was the one of the burdens you have to come to like think about if you are in, let's say, Walmart or something, and whether you're like whether you're very situationally aware or not, you know, you don't. Let's just say you don't. You have zero clue that there's any kind of potential threat, and you hear gunshots. What is your reaction? You know, you have a firearm. You know, the direction that this person is shooting from, do you try to perform an act of heroism or do you play for your life? I think it would just depend on just being realistic with yourself. Assess this situation because every situation is going to be different. You need to assess your skill level first off because having a gun, a, a pistol, a, a handgun, you they you're you're not as accurate with a handgun as you are with a rifle yeah the odds of you hitting a 50 yard shot with a handgun especially with them shooting back at you people screaming alarms going off there's going to be distractions adrenaline like your heart rate is going to be through the roof it's it's not likely you'll hit them like i remember what was that one uh that happened like last year so, yeah, the thirty-yard shot or whatever it was he like did, 40. and like he everyone like was just all of them pinpoint. He's clearly that, been on the range. That is not going to be you in this situation, more than likely. Right. But that but, is somebody that was very well. Tra- I'm glad you remembered his name because I wanted to if know you, where that was from. You're in that situation. You need to consider all that. First off, I think it really just depends if this person. <laughs> it's clearly like mass shooting, just killing everybody. You know, you need to, you need to already have been through this in your head and had the heart shake. Cause in that moment, you're either going to fight, you're going to f- flee or you're going to freeze. One yeah, of the it was three, 40 to 50 yards away. 
And you need to be mentally prepared for that before it ever happens. And you need to be physically prepared and trained. I mean, I'm saying that I need to go out there and shoot more, but, uh, you need to be ready for that because there's no time to think about that. I think you, you know, there's two options. You could go over there, probably die, you know, 85% chance you need to, if you're going to, if you're going to pursue this person, you need to just go ahead and count yourself dead. And, you know, it's crazy saying that, but it's true. You know, like, cause you, you're going, you're not going over there to get your name on the TV news. You're going over there to save a life and to put your life, their life above yours. <laughs> so either that, like in that kind of situation, like nobody, you're pretty yeah. much first responder there. You're the only one that's going to have to live mentally with the way this ends up. Uh, because if, you know, if you end up running, if you can get out safely, nobody's going to blame you. Nobody will even know you have a gun. But if you pull your gun, you know, be prepared to die. Be prepared to not not hit them. I mean, unless you're, you, you might. And be prepared to, like, you kill this person. You don't know if it's safe in there yet. You know, the, the cops are going to come in. They're probably going to think you're the shooter. <laughs> I mean, you, stuff you never think of. They're not just going to like, oh, there's the hero over there. I mean, y'all both up in there shooting. So the cops you're, might kill you. You are going to be taken in by cops no you're matter gonna what. You're going to be arrested. If, if you draw a gun, whether you shoot them or cops arrive, and you may want to not have a gun in your <laughs> hands when cops arrive. But Right. But at, at the same time, it's like there might be another shooter. But if you if yeah. you know for sure you've got them, you need to get like... What I recommend doing is either holstering your firearm or you put it on the ground and you just get away from it and then like you when might cops show you know, up call you know, 911 and tell them hey i just put this guy down um you know i'm like the likelihood of any of this happening is not very high but you know if you're gonna carry you need to think about this stuff there's there's a lot that goes into carrying um no matter what like if you carry a handgun one you need to be proficient in firing this handgun that's why a lot of like drills are involved with like running, you know, getting your heart rate skyrocketing and trying to hit it's pinpoint a shots. Podcast. Yeah. So we're see we're that we're tie, we're tying this stuff in. But like in the in the case of you having to use it like that, you're going to have a high heart rate. Your adrenaline is going to be. You're, if you got shot, you wouldn't know it. Kind of thing. That's. That's how much <laughs> adrenaline is going to be pumping and then through this. Here's kind of two situation. scenarios I'm going to put you through. So say there's a, you're in Walmart, pop, shots go off. You know, there's this guy in dark clothes running around shooting. So you shoot him. Like that's the, that's your first thought. You pull your gun out, you shoot him. You go over there and it's just a cop. You just shot a cop, bro. You're going to jail forever. Like, that's possible, though. If you just, if you got to think about this, it's possible this stuff could happen. Like, you can't that's, just pull your gun out and shoot. You have, you to, have to assess, assess the situation. Yeah, assess, assess the situation. And, and like, you have to live with those choices that you make in that, bl- that blink of an eye with the rest of your life. And say it actually is a shooter. You, you, 
clearly this guy just shot this grandma over here. So this dude obviously is a shooter. Let's say instead of him being a cop, he has a hazmat suit on. You know very well that he's the uh, <laughs> shooter here. This guy clearly, it, <laughs> it's clear. Like you, you've assessed the situation. This guy's clearly up to no good. Shooting grandmas. You shoot six times, you know, he goes down. And you, he's down. You look on the aisle next to you. There's two kids laying on the ground that you just shot with your bullets. They're going to know you shot them. When they investigate. So you need to be aware of what's behind the shooter as well. Anyway, not you, the shooter, but the, the, sh- yeah, the bad yeah. shooter. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot. And I'm just I trying to see my, if y'all, yeah, just trying to get y'all thinking. One of the most important things besides being proficient and actually firing the gun that you're carrying is being situationally aware. That's why, like, that's something that I practice every day. You know, like when I'm walking in somewhere, if I'm at work, if I'm out and about, like walking or running or something, you know, I'm not just looking in front of me everywhere I go. I'm looking everywhere. You know, I'm because you never know when something could happen. Of course, I don't carry carry at work, but like, you know, if I try to keep track of how many people are around me, like when I'm at the gym, I try to keep a track of who's in the gym how many vehicles are at the gym you'd be knowing when i ain't there yeah he texting me where you at why, why did he pick Not a lane anymore. here Real. but uh <coughs> but you know try to try to know what's going on around you at all times you know and like when i walk into walmart i'm immediately just looking around you know i'm just like you know the best exits, thing is- it, do, does anybody look like a threat here? Is there the possibility of we'll any threat? You know, like, and it's also different though. If you're just a lone man, or you're with a family, if you're with your family, the main job your your job is just to get them out of there as safe as you can. Like, and then you know, at that point, if you get them out of there, and you feel like you need to go back in, I mean, kiss your family goodbye. You know, you're basically, I mean, this, I mean, you just think about that. That's what these cops going on these school shootings are doing. They're, they're, they're going in there without regard to their own life. And anytime you make that decision of engaging, you're signing your will. Like that guy, those cops in uh, Louisville, Louisville. I don't know how they pronounce it in Kentucky. There's a bank shooting. This guy, he's a rookie. He's being trained. (laughs) <laughs> literally he pulls up and this training officer's like no back up back up she's like oh back up active shooting in like his first two weeks of the job he's walking up to the building and gets shot like he's he's literally in the hospital right now they don't like critical condition he's the one and, he got shot in the head right yeah i think so and you know that's what you get like that's that's the chance you're taking i mean we're saying that we're just civilians we you know, yeah, he like, works at a no, factory. I sell insurance. This is no military or law enforcement experience other than watching movies and playing video games. Donut operator. <laughs> oh, and a lot of donut operator. <clears throat> so, you know, that's just stuff, some things to consider. Like, we're not, you know, don't come to us <laughs> wanting training because, you know, we're just wannabes, I guess. I don't know. 
Hey, bro, we're going to have to get proficient. <laughs> yeah, I, you all, everybody's got to start somewhere. You know, and that's, that's kind of like, I'm just trying to get people to not take things so lightly and realize the weight behind what they're doing. Like, you don't just go out, get your revolver, and just put it in your open carry holster, e-haul, and your 400 pounds, like, easy target or what. Like, literally, I could just take your gun from you, and you're not going to catch me. And that's another thing. Uh, open carry versus concealing. Do not open carry, please. You're, Unless you're a mean, cop. Like, of course, even then, like, you know, cops are already, they're probably going to be, like, the target if somebody, if they happen to see, for some reason, somebody wants to shoot up this Walmart and there's a cop there. He doesn't care, you know. But if you're, if you're open carrying and this guy's assessing what he's about to do, you know, he al- he's already picking out targets, right? You don't want to be one of the targets he picks out. So to lessen your chances, conceal. You know, he doesn't know that you're a threat to his threat of threatening people. But <laughs> Well, think about this too. Here's but, a whole, we could do a split off of that, but uh, Nashville shooter going to pick out targets, picks out the one with less security. It's pretty obvious with the solution to this problem, in my opinion. Okay, you ban guns. We're gonna we're gonna go through this scenario. You ban guns, and okay, I mean it's already. Hold on, hold on. It's already illegal to kill people. I mean, so let's make another law, and we ban guns, which makes no sense in my opinion. Like, that's the most extreme option. Like, you ban two-round magazines or whatever. I don't know, whatever they want. No ARs, 15s. Uh, So that just means anybody that's law-abiding, anybody that doesn't want to go to jail, is going to, you know, get rid of their guns that are illegal. They're going to try to be law-abiding citizens. Oh, but the criminals that already have illegal guns because half of them are felons and can't have a gun. They're already living... I mean, it's illegal to have guns in Chicago and people are dying by gun deaths daily there. So, does gun control work? I mean... I... I, I think there, there's... You know, there's a solution out there and people aren't willing to talk about it. If you want to come on the podcast and talk to us, because I just really want to hear what y'all are thinking. I'm not an expert. I'm not a master, you know, talker or whatever. But to me, it doesn't make any sense to take guns away from people that need them to defend themselves. And while all the time, the people that are out there doing the killing, the criminals are still going to have the guns. Because you have to think about it, you know, like, not all weapons that are used in these shootings are legally obtained. It's like, did you hear about the Alabama shooting, like, last week? No. Where there was, like, uh, how many people were killed four and injured a lot more? Or was it 28 injured a week ago using illegally obtained firearms? 
Um, like the because if the idea of gun control, like of course, obviously, you know, I'm a very, I'm very you control your weapons, against, but the amount of like papers I wrote for school and college and stuff about concealed carrying and firearms is pretty abnormal. But dang, bro, you uh, never let me see those. <laughs> we need to get a website but, and post those. I had to clear my computer so that I don't know anymore. Dang. But, uh, like, the idea of, you know, like, banning or, like, just making certain firearms illegal to have, how does that work for other things, you know? Cocaine's illegal. Marijuana's illegal in most states. You know, heroin, illegal. No, a lot of drugs are just illegal. Like criminals, and look how easy it is to obtain these things. You know, I could probably find somebody in the city to go get me some yeah. nice white powder. You know, if you think about it, that's not sugar. It's easy. It would be easier to just buy a black market gun if you know a guy than it would be to go, uh, you know, go up to the dealership, the gun store. And get your background checks or whatever else done, and you know they're gonna know you have the gun or whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, almost it's a lot easier. It would almost it's... be easier if it, you know, if if it's illegal, the gun store's closed anyway. So yeah. they're all gonna, you're gonna get your, they're gonna get their guns. But think about this: most of the guns they have, criminals have, are illegal guns anyway. You can't just be out here having automatic weapons. Unless you have a class three license, which what kind of criminal is going to have a class three weapons license? You know, <laughs> what kind of criminal is going to have any license? They're a criminal. And they're pushing drugs. Man, they're not going to have anything there's, right. There's all kinds of crap I could say, but you know, yeah. we're just we'll, we'll keep it minimal for now. Uh, <coughs> like, I don't understand like the whole concept of it. You know, like, why would we want to take these? You know tools away from you know the good law-abiding citizens that are carrying them to either one protect themselves and more than likely to attempt to protect the lives of people around them in case a scenario breaks out using by somebody else using that same exact tool you know that they probably got illegally like it takes you know i went through a 30 minute because I guess background checks could probably be a little bit deeper, but like, you know, I still have to go and wait 30 minutes to get my, be able to walk out of the store with my gun. I mean, he bought a little 22 and it took like a couple days for some reason. Of course, my firearm also took three weeks longer than it was supposed to, to come in. I was supposed to get it for Christmas. It was a new year's gift. It's only a week, bro. Well, it was ordered in November. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so think about this too. Like these people are always targeting places that are gun-free zones. They're not going to a NRA rally. <laughs> They're not going to a Second Amendment rally and doing mass shootings. They're, They're picking places the with. Spot. Yeah, like they're picking places that they know they don't have security. You know, like. Yeah, that's we don't. What, that's that's what I believe a very easy, or I say easy, but like a very simple fix, you know, for like schools and stuff. You know, like 
it, you don't even have to arm the teachers. Just like get a couple of school resource officers at these schools. Yeah, like or just the like that get shot up. They don't have SROs. They just have glorified security guards, if that, that are unarmed and untrained, and they're fat and overweight. It's like there's no if you have just fat go and throughout like your. Yeah, it's like go throughout your police departments, right? Whether it's or p- sheriff's departments, or you know, even your state troopers. You know, you can they can be assigned to like shifts at a school, right? One day this person does it. Of the I week. mean, we've One had day. school resource officers. You know, the whole time we went to school. Yeah, and we never had. And another thing, very many we issues. didn't have very many of them, but. You know, one guy with a gun does a lot, but saying that, you know, we live in the South and the odds that <laughs> people in the parking lot probably have guns in their truck, you know, they're not supposed to be there yeah. technically. But, you know, back in our parents' days, it was normal occurrence for kids to it's bring like, their hunting rifles to school. You weren't seeing shootings until like the 80s. It's like, how big is our police department? It's like, what it's 40 size, officers bro. or something i don't uh, know bro <laughs> I, I know that website the, says it. y'all had but, me heated a second ago but y'all like did. my idea yeah it's got 44 sworn officers and 10 uh civilian officers but like my idea right is like you know pick it doesn't even have it doesn't have to be your entire department or the entire department or whatever but like you know most schools you know, of course, I forget that they kind of get split up too, but like, you know, put one or two, you know, I'd say, you know, at minimum two officers each day at each school building in your city or, you know, of course. Just have them the, around the building. Park, yeah, they can like, sit in their car if they need to. They can just, you know, patrol the parking lot, walk around, make rounds around the building, but be ready for, you know, they're, you know, just. You're literally putting hundreds of the kids of the community in a place uh, saying, okay, here's your target. And with now, nobody I'm not there saying to our schools, them. our schools are not easy targets. <laughs> the ones right by my house, bro, the police department's like next door to it. Yeah. There's like always a cop by each building. So I that, mean, that, it's probably not going to happen there, <laughs> but probably not. Of course, you know, high school is not that far away from it. See, that's that's actually what I think is a good thing about our schools. It's like if a, if they're fast enough, cops will show up in two minutes. You know? That's another thing, why you need to carry three minutes. That's enough time for your whole family to be dead. Literally, somebody could put their whole magazine in your car in less than 15 seconds. You know, depending on how big their magazine is. But, you know, I'm thinking 10 rounds for a small magazine, you know. But, man, you had me fired up a minute ago over the... I was thinking of, like... I was going to say, if if you're a fat, overweight cop, bro, just quit. You're a public health hazard, bro. You're really not going to do much help either, you know. If you have to chase somebody, (laughs) you're you're getting away. You're going to call for backup the second they hop on foot, you know? Hey, my suspect's running. That's a different different topic. I don't I don't but, have any I don't have any authority to speak on that, so we we'll have to get another uh, get a cop on and we got we got one coming up soon. Oh yeah. yeah. Vision. We got one coming up. 
but yeah, he's super fit. I, there's not a problem. Like you, you're not till recently even hearing about shootings, mass shootings in the South. And if they happen, like it's almost denied pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. What do you see mass shootings, bro? It's at schools and clubs, nightclubs, and two places you can't carry. Uh, malls, you know, a couple here yeah. and there. And you know, the guy churches. that stopped that one shooting, apparently they had a sign up that said no guns. And you know, he like, stopped a mass shooting, so screw your sign, basically. Of course, that's I don't really like the whole idea of gun-free zones because that's just keeping me from being able to protect myself and others. But, you know, well, that's a topic for another day. Uh, yeah, maybe. There's a lot of topics from, for another day. Yeah, we could talk about a lot, bro. I, I know. understand, like, a courthouse, like, somebody might get heated. Yeah, like, there's plenty of cops there. Federal grounds, you know, like, obviously, or government grounds, I should say. Like, I don't, I'm sure they don't want me, you know, coming in there with a gun. The thing so. about that is they don't, they don't want you coming in there with a the gun because they're, not, they know they're going to piss you off about something. They're always screwing you over about something or making you mad. <laughs> but so don't yeah. come in there with a the gun. So I'm not like, I'm not too entirely like, yeah, let's arm teachers. I'm more of like, let's protect schools. How about I mean officers, if these if these know? teachers have their concealed carry permit, make that their requirement. A concealed carry permit, an enhanced carry permit, whatever. Make that give them, you know, a day of or whatever minimum training and have them let them concealed carry. Like they have to concealed carry. They can't this the the kids should not know that they have a gun. A shooter comes in there, then they'll know. It's uh, it, it's. It, you got me thinking, bro. I don't even know if I want to send my kids to public schools knowing they, <laughs> they're gun free zones, bro. There's things you're like. Just I don't want to send mine unless you know, like I know that they're, they're going to be protected. I'm not going to be there walking around the school with a gun, so I <clears> can't <throat> protect them myself. So, who is you know? You look back to the Uvalde shooting too, like they've literally. <laughs> you can't even Big count on law enforcement to protect you what you're like looking at do? parents trying to break in there to get their kids out because law enforcement ain't you know and, bro I don't know bro I'm like I'm going to jail it's like that the entire thing was the chief's fault but at the, cause, but at the same time it's the fault of every officer there because you know sometimes you just have to not listen to your boss yeah, especially when it's you know, kids' lives. When you when you're just hearing rounds pop off and kids screaming, and you know, and that's like the, that's that's the thing. How too. do that's you just be sit a there? Huge learning experience, and no department's going to want to be Uvalde Police Department. So, I feel like they're all like we haven't had a shooting where cops just go in there and think it's a hostage situation. Since then, it's more like. Okay, this is an active shooter. We're going in. It's it's go time. I think like And it's hard, up, bro. It's hard just to run in there. It's like the difference between Uvalde a, versus Nashville, bro. It's that's a complete difference. Like bro. that's what we need, you know. 
And it's like, like, I mean, I'm saying like, I, like, I don't know if I would go in, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's something that you train for. Cause I don't have any training on that. So <laughs> obviously, you know, I'm not, I probably wouldn't first off. And it's not, you know, I'm not a cop. So, but I'm saying if you, but, you know, if you get that training in there, you got to do it, bro. There's no, like, that's your job. Like, it's easy to say that from here, but if you sit there and just let kids die and you're right outside the door, you should suffer the consequences, I think. So it's like, of course, I, I obviously, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, yay, shooting, you know, but like when you get to like watch the body cam footage of these officers like i watched a lot of donut operator who does you know police <coughs> breakdowns and shooting breakdowns and stuff and i didn't like, say him names yeah just watching his like also his because you know he's <coughs> uh former law enforcement and being able to watch him break down like body cam footage of like you know the nashville shooting you know every single person in there was tactically sound tactically trained and performed it almost flawlessly, you know, just, and like, it was, they, they pull up, they get information and they go in, you know, and it, it wasn't waiting on, uh, let's not go in just yet. You know, it could be a hostage situation. No, it's just go in. And do it. I, I think, I think from now on, everything should be like Nashville. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, you know we should also. It, it could be some. It could there be could the be some, situation. Pro, there could be some protect, some you know, some assigned protection. It's easy to say that right that. here behind this microphone. But, but yeah, but. yeah. Shout out to the cops out there putting that work in. Um, <laughs> way to bring that around. Shout out Rex Engelbert. You know. you know, he he actually, Donut Operator, he does, uh, I mean, he does bad shoots too. Like, he'll show any any type of shooting. Cop shooting. I don't think he does anything but cop shootings. Yeah. But, uh, and I, like, every time he uploads, I'm watching that. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's entertaining. But And I think, you know, watching that, you can learn a lot too. Yeah, you learn a lot. I don't want to say it's you, fun you, watching people die. Like the, Yeah, but, like. I was watching one earlier and like it was this cop and this homeless man is this lady cop and this huge homeless man. And he was like saying, I'm going to kill you. Like I'm going to kill everybody that comes here. I mean, that's pretty straightforward there. You're like this dude, like <laughs> if he resists, like it's over with. And uh, like, I'm just like, man, you could tell in her voice, she really did not want to shoot this guy. And like, I was like, I was just putting myself in her, in her situation, man. I started to almost tear up. I was like, man, I'd have to, this dude would, I'd have to kill this dude. But you know, it's, it's terrible that this guy has to die just because he's strung out on these drugs or whatever. And he's, he's out here and on these people's property and he's not leaving. He's threatened to kill everybody. He's got his hands in his pockets and you know, he's dead now, you know, and <laughs> he could have easily overpowered her. Yeah, like just from sheer sheer size. Ratio yeah, like just, despite you know, like being able to learn kind of how to how to you know approach different situations, you know, being able to watch some of these breakdowns and stuff. 
they they are hard to watch, like he'd said. Uh, it's like, you know, that one that happened where there's like two 14-year-old kids. It's like, what do you do in that situation, you know? That is like, that would probably be one of the hardest situations to be put in, you know? Because like you, when they were like the body cam footage from that one male officer, you know, he's like whispering to himself, don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. And you could hear him like starting to like, what's not whimper, what's the, you know, break down or whatever, you know, like there's, there's a lot that, you know, that goes into being in a situation like that. So. I wouldn't want to have to be in a position to where I would have to make the decision of taking the life of a 14-year-old kid, you know? Yeah. With a gun, by the way. It's not and, just two kids. They have guns. Shooting, by the way. And then you look at, uh, you know, back to our initial discussion about carrying a gun on you. You know, that's the decision you have to make. You carrying that gun is literally saying, like, I'm willing to kill somebody. You know, if it comes to that. And you got to be uh, willing to face the consequences. You should probably buy a shirt every time you go into public that says, good guy. That way, if you have to draw your handgun. and a have a, Get a pro-police <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Get one of those thin blue lines. They'll be like, oh, that's a good guy. <laughs> hey, he's got a gun on the American flag on his hat. That's a good guy for real. But... <laughs> <coughs> They're not going to be able to see that. <coughs> that's crazy, though. Man, what do you think uh, about the uh, constitutional carry? Like, no permits, um, carry... I think there could Open, be a lot, concealed. you know, like, of course, I could, I could con see, you know, some arguments being against that, but like, you know, what's happened since it's been put in place, you know, nothing's really Nothing. changed. Like, you know, it's not like more handgun shootings are being ha done, you know, or anything. I think there's just more protection available now. You know, because like, personally... <laughs> Personally, I don't have a permit yet. I do plan on getting one so I can legally, you know, carry. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one. I, I want to be able to, like, legally carry into places that I'm not supposed to and legally carry across state lines that aren't directly reciprocal with our state laws. But Yeah, that require a permit. Yeah. <coughs> it's like, you know, we can carry in Georgia. You know, that's what we did when we got there, you know. It's like. Alabama. Alabama was, Tennessee, you know, Missouri, Arkansas. Yeah, like, Alabama had a weird vehicle law, but, you know, other than that, well, yeah, no, that, that, that turned law. out to be, that turned out to be not <laughs> right, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, I think it's good because who gave these uh, governments the power to tell us what we can and can't do anyway? Exactly, like, you know, point. like, that, oh, you, gotta you know, pay constitutional... So yeah, like your constitutional own carry, you know, that just re removes an infringement, you know? Yeah. So. Go free zones. You don't got a right here. 
you just got lefts. Just lefts. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, yeah. <clears throat> Man, that's. So what y'all think? And there's a there's a line too. I got this note here. Uh, <coughs> put down in the comments if a Christian should carry. If you do care, I mean, you don't have to tell. I was I honestly wasn't even going to tell anybody that I do carry today. I, I didn't want that to be out there, but, you know, maybe I, you know, I, I feel like it's helpful Just because it. I'm telling you guys some thoughts and questions that go through my mind. And at the end of the day, you know, I choose to carry. So, there's that. I mean, I'm in the tension, but, you know, I'm doing it. It's like we're so, choosing to accept the decision that we're going to, or accept the co potential consequences of the decision that we make. So They say it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. Anyways, well, I don't, we're not breaking any laws. But, uh, you know, like we said, the odds that you would get into an active shooter situation, into a shooting, not very high. But very slim. Saying that, a lot of people would view us, considering that, as fearful, as paranoid. And while we would claim we're just being wise and prepared. So there's a thing of wisdom and preparation versus fear or paranoia. Preparation, you know, you could be prepared with stocking up on food, getting chickens in case this grocery store closes. You know, you ain't a grocery store is never going to close. Well, if it does, I got chickens. And you You've got meat and eggs. I got well, them. I may not save money on meat. eggs because I have to feed the chickens. But if the grocery store ever were to close down, I got it. We did have, I can't say the, the virus shut the whole world down. And was nobody prepared for that. So the guy everybody assumes and thinks is paranoid. There are people that are fearful and paranoid. I don't consider us as that yet. <laughs> we make it to the point where we're like, brother, the world is ending. <laughs> Lord, I get to not. the shelters. There is a there is a guy out there that is paranoid, but there, you know, I feel like it's better to be prepared and nothing ever happened than something to happen and you're just screwed. So it just just the risk of looking paranoid to be prepared. It's like like I never really tell people the way that I kind of approach every day you know whatever i do because i feel like people would like this dude's paranoid he's crazy but in reality all i'm trying to do is be situ situationally aware of everything going on around me like if i'm out walking my pasture i'm looking everywhere you know like am i gonna get ran up on by somebody or some animal you know am i gonna crap my pants because a possum ran out from underneath me you know like i don't want to I don't, I don't walk around with extra pants. So like, I need to be situationally aware. <laughs> as long as you can live your life, <coughs> live your life joyfully. You know, it's not like, you're not just like, you know, the whole time, do what you can do, prepare. I think it's okay. It's like, 
if you're not, let's say you choose, because like in, at the end of the day, it's your choice whether or not you carry or not. But I will recommend highly that you practice becoming situationally aware or just practice situational awareness. Because like if you don't carry, you know, and you are in a store, you should be able to go in, be aware of your surroundings. And at, if you're not caring, you're practically playing for your life, you know. So if something were to happen, you need to know exits. You need to know the fastest route or safest route of how to get out of the situation and get to safety. I, I and don't if, know. Go ahead. And if you do carry, you know, you either have that choice or uh, being aware <coughs> of, like, <coughs> where this shooting is, what is between you and this shooter, what is around you and this shooter, how do you, Bullets. you know, being able to, like, be aware of how you can approach this, you know, because you don't just start laying rounds, you know, you have to be aware of everything. How to shoot them. That going around. So what I was saying, is it some, is it a male thing? I don't like, I know a lot of, uh, the people we follow on YouTube, like special forces guys, uh, you know, preparedness guys, military guys, and like, uh, just cops. I don't know. Maybe just men in general. Uh, they, they prepare, like they, they visualize and, Maybe it's an imagination thing. Like, I mean, I have you ever thought about what would happen if the country invaded America? Yeah. Me too. And you ask a girl that, and she's like, what? No. You know, Abby's never thought about if somebody was to rob us. I ask her, like, what would you do if somebody was to rob us right now? She has never thought about that. Well. I play that like I play that moment out of my head pretty much anytime I'm home, I'm home alone, right? Like, you Red know, down. if they oh. break in the back door, what do I do? If they break in the garage door, the front door, you know, how am I going to address this? You know, I know in my hall there are four doors. One of them is locked and always locked. I cannot go through it, you know. And the only way to get into the main part of the house is down this hallway, so I can't take shortcuts or anything. So like. You know, I'm pretty much, I visualize what I would do in certain situations. And now, of course, very, it's not always. That's a very special forces militaristic way of doing it because that's what they do. They look at, yeah. all right, here's plan A, plan B, all these contingencies. If this happens, this, they go through all that for just one mission they do. And <clears> like, this is even just for a place I'm familiar with. You got to think about it, like cops and military and stuff, usually for the most part, aren't very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Like. Now, let's say they're planning this attack, or not attack, but like this, you know. It's different. To take out this leader or something. They're going to have detailed schematics and stuff of the building, so they're going to be familiar with it. But like law enforcement, when a shooting like happens. Like when that dude responded to the Nashville shooting, he probably like never he had no story. idea what's the inside of the building. All he had was information like of what door to go in, and that was it. You know, was given it's a key, and then from know. there on, it's just... Yeah, so I don't know if females ever think about that. That's yeah. something that <laughs> I think about. I think about stuff like that. And, you know, I always when, play scenarios in my head, whether yeah. they're weird or, you know, yeah, people probably think, it death. might just be us, bro. <laughs> but I know there's special fo people I follow on YouTube 
that they talk like this. They think think about that. And <clears throat> even when we lost uh, our first baby when we were pregnant the first time, um, you know, I I had played this situation through my head before. You know, I because and I think of like. I think about what if what if Abby was to die? What if all my kids were to die? What if I was to die? What would happen? You know, how would life go on? You know, it's hard. <laughs> it wouldn't honestly, but you know, I'd probably become a drug drug addicted felon if they all died. But you know, <clears throat> I don't know if it's beneficial to think about those things ahead of time or not. But yeah, I'm about to say like I like I'm wondering like if it's just because like I'm yeah. always playing scenarios out in my head whether it's just like, like but it's I not going to be like a punch in your face you know yeah. but I guess Mike Tyson says you know all the plans good until you get hit in the mouth but if you plan to get hit in the mouth and yeah, your <laughs> you plan's know, good <laughs> you're good you know so I, you know before we lost I had played that in my head and she asked me later on if I had ever thought that that might be possible and I said yeah. You know, I was prepared, you know, mentally as much as I could be, but you know, you can't be prepared for that. But she had never even imagined that. And it's not like I was like, you know, wanting it to happen. I was preparing myself mentally for it to happen. And I think it might have helped a little, but, you know, that's a hard situation. It's going to hurt either way. You're still getting punched in the mouth. But that's just something to kind of go along with everything we said. Play these things out in your head, you know. Have an imagination. It's good to have an imagination. You know, it's it's probably never going to go the way that you planned. So, but it's good to have an idea, you know. Just like, think about it. If you're walking into Walmart to go get, like, a couple items, you know, plan your route, you know. Like, that's something I'll do is I plan, like, I'm going to go this way to get this and then go this way to get out, you know. Even, like, your day-to-day conversations, like, some people are like, somebody says something and they're like, like, when you go to talk to somebody, like, you probably, I, I mean, I probably already played some conversation, part of the conversation out, not with, you know, if it's something important, but if it's just like, you know, we're in the gym talking crap, I ain't, I'm not like playing that out. Oh, if I say this, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna respond like that. It's just like, whatever. Cause, but if you pop me out with like, Hey, my mom died last night, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be like, huh? I'm going to be caught off guard. Especially if you're out there smiling and lifting weights, but you know I'm not. Probably not going to be at the gym the next day if my mom died <laughs> right. the night before. But it can only it can only help to 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 prepare yourself as much as you can. It's, it's very beneficial, but so that's our gun talk of yeah, at least one, bro. That's our that's our off episode, man. We hit a lot of different points. I want to have some different people on to talk about that because. Well, now that I'm at the gym in the about. afternoon, I know there's some people going to be there when I'm there. I can try to get Troy on, you know, state trooper, former ranger, you know, thirty minute six miler. No, thirty minute five miler. That's a whole different level, bro. I was like, he's going <laughs> to run a ten k in thirty minutes. <laughs> so what's your goals this week bro what's what's our goals for the year we don't have carson's coming up here soon we're gonna have who else we're gonna have all the house yeah we're gonna, gonna have, have a howl down we're gonna have 
Jordan, he's going to talk about his fight that was a month and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get some more mental was toughness a podcast, check, bro. bro. I, that's my favorite one to date. So, but bro. We're going to get some hiking talk from Roger, some fighting talk from Jordan, some police talk from Jarvis. We got a couple people coming on. We're going yes, I sir. guess money talk from Carson. I don't know what he's going to talk about. I don't have any clue what Carson's going to talk <laughs> about. It's either going to be a hit or a big miss. He just wants to get on, so like, why not, you know? He was actually supposed to be on the night, but he had to uh, call in sick. He's lost his voice. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Damn, we, I was like, hey, Carson, you want to talk about guns? And he was like, no. And then he was I can't make it tonight anyway. So I was like, well, we'll talk about something. When we come on here and talk, this does, I'm always like, man, are we going to be able to talk for more than 15 minutes about a certain topic? Yeah. And we just went on for like an hour. I was like, yeah, we're at 90 minutes now. I want to plug some stuff. Y'all, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, hit the button on YouTube. We need your subscribes. (coughs) It helps us a lot for you to subscribe. You know, listen to us on whatever you like to listen to. Spotify, iTunes. Give us a review on that. I don't even know. Anchor (laughs) is Spotify now. So give us a review. Five-star review. That helps us a ton. And, like, subscribe to us on those platforms because so you know when it's coming in. Follow us on Facebook. Like our page. You can follow our uh, personal profiles, too. Our Just Instagram, you know, kind of active, kind of not. Uh, you yeah. know, that's going to be some. I'm back and forth on that. That's going to be some topics we talk about. We're going we gonna to be start branching out here. You know, we started the day with a branch out episode. Yeah, it didn't even like, this just came naturally yeah. today. It's one, um, It's a topic I like talking about, you know, so that was that was cool. You have fun? Yeah. I didn't get to show anything, but it's okay. I won't. We're not promoting the. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. He was like, "Can I show my guns?" And I was like, "Bro, I don't know how YouTube's gonna like that yet." So we'll see. And I told him you can't do that. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm trying to find something. Follow me at Deal the Young. Deal the Young on YouTube. I think I'm gonna change my name to just my name. Uh. I don't know if I'm going to rebrand or not, but uh, I think I might change my name just so I can uh, have a normal name, you know? It ain't going to be Dilly Young. It's going to be Dylan, the cousin of Parker. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to, I I don't know where I'm going with my YouTube right now. I'm kind of at a crossroads. I don't know whether to keep going hard on this fitness and that brand or just be more organic. I really, I want to bring more jesus into it i've been wanting to bring more jesus into it for years don't know how to do it i think i might i might just keep doing my vlogs the way i do them now and then just add some stuff in there i don't know we're gonna play around with it figure it out but i saying that i am an ambassador for grateful apparel which i'm gonna have some clothes soon so you can go to gratefulapparel.com you should be grateful. And use the code DILDEYOUNG. I'm actually going to leave a link in the comment in the description. You ought to change the Deal Pickle 20. You'll, if you click that link, 
and you buy something, it's going to help me out. And you're going to have some, some swag. It's they got cheap prices. It's, a, it's, it's not everybody's style. I understand that, but you can search on there and find your shirt for $25. And if you use the code deal, the young, you get 15% off. So we're trying to get some more, uh, ambassadorships, more sponsorships, trying to, uh, you know, upgrade the quality. We might actually, yeah, one day, something for this wall here. Yeah. One, one day we might actually, uh, go in person. Oh, I actually, I got a couple flags right over. Let me see if I can get them in view over here. Got a couple flags right there that I can put on my wall, but just ain't done it yet. What's your Instagram, bro? Payton.cook. Yee. Payton.cook. I'm going to make that a website. Double Decker 10K coming up this weekend. I don't we're know gonna, how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> we're going to see what's up. I've been slacking on my YouTube. I The problem is I've just been busy. And I don't know what direction I'm going, so it's hard to edit considering those factors. But I, I'm editing my marathon vlog from December right now. Oh, you so. got to edit the Atlanta vlog. Yeah, it's 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 after that. So I had the marathon vlog, the Atlanta vlog, and the uh, Branson vlog. Double-decker vlog. And then I had the chicken coop vlog. I'm going to do a double-decker. I'll probably just go ahead and drop the double-decker one as soon as I do it. Just so I can have something on track. But, uh, yeah, so that's a wrap, guys. We'll see you guys. I think I said everything. Did I say everything? Put work in podcast. So. Put that work in, boys. Get out there Get and do something. It. Get hard. Stay hard. And we'll see you guys next time. Next time, baby. That's a wrap. Peace. Turned up. We get turned up. You good? We get turned up. Why it worked good in the preview.